inherently I have no sense of direction. That's why I love oh, yeah, maps. Like I love studying maps before I go somewhere I've never been. I like I need to know where I am. Like I have got to know because I I I can't just look up and I can look at the sun and be like, okay, it's four in the afternoon, it's setting, so that would be west, north, south. Uh, like the energy it takes. I just like I'm just an idiot. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. So you're moving. I am moving, and I'm bringing my wife and kid and dog with me, despite what my okay, ther- so despite my therapist's advice. All right. So so and, and so, tell me where this is at in Chicago. You bought a house. You actually bought a house. I'm not fucking telling you where I live. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> no way. I'll find you. No, Dana. In fact, said she had to get your uh, address so she could send yeah. you something. Uh, no, we're I'll moving send, to. I'll send you. A tur- I'll send you a turd in a shoebox, but. Uh, I won't mark it. I won't. I won't actually address it. You know, I won't give a return address. Cause yeah, you just you think, get the turd and you'll go. You think I wouldn't know it's your turd? I know your poop. Come on. I guess that's fair. That's fair. Well, I'd be nice enough to put it in a Ziploc bag. I'm uh-huh. not. You know, I'm Sweet. not a barbarian. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could use the shoebox too because I've got all these photos still to organize. But yeah, we're moving to. Um, we bought a single-family home. In the old Irving so Park neighborhood. So what is a single family? What, what's yeah. a single? Are there multiple family homes? Yeah. So like I'm like right now I'm in a three flat. This is not a single family home. It's an apartment multi- building. Multiple families live here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or like a All condo right, building it. would be like is not a, a single family home is like a detached for. One it's a family. single family. All right, all right. Because yeah. I always thought that was a weird. Uh, it's just right. how they I list guess it. that kind of yeah. makes sense. But it's like kind of makes sense. All right, it's like it's a house. It's a house, and it's over. What is it? It's over by uh, Old Irving Park. It's, it's in Old Irving the, Park. Yeah, it's over by the uh, original Six Corners. The original Six Corners. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The actual Six Corner, not the crotch. Because you're the, over by the crotch. I'm right at the now. crotch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is the Six Corners, Irving Park, Milwaukee, and. Ad Western Cicero Cicero that's exactly right it's because I used to work at the tobacco room when it was over there yeah okay yeah I don't I've there used to be a Sears over there but I don't think there's a Sears no there's no more Sears I mean the building is there yeah the the building's there but it's empty is it empty there's no clothes I don't think so no clothes no wrenches Get some Wrangler jeans. There are no Wrangler and jeans. Some Ked shoes. Just, and, uh, just the ghost of Oshkosh Bagash and <laughs> and DeWalt. Screw DeWalt. Like, that's there it. Go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. did you mentioned you mentioned that you're having a hard time uh, hard time with your directions out there. You said you got lost a couple of times. Well, I have inherently I have no sense of direction. That's why I love oh, yeah, maps. Like I love studying maps before I go somewhere I've never been. I like I need to know where I am. Like I have got to know because I I I can't just look up and I can look at the sun and be like, okay, it's four in the afternoon, it's setting, so that would be west, north, south uh, like the energy it takes. I just like I'm just an idiot. I'm an Oh I'm well dude, 
I know twice the idiot is you are. I, I, I'm the most I'm the most directionally challenged person I think I know. I, my mom says it was because uh, my grandpa in World War II they landed on D Day. They landed in Normandy, mm-hmm. and his the way you know, he didn't talk a lot about it. Like most vets don't talk about the right. horrors of war, but his his story was that basically they landed at D Day. He's managed to survive, and then spent two years wandering around Europe. Because he had no idea where he was going. I mean, that's not accurate. That's not <laughs> right. an accurate. But that that was sort of his joke. And mom says I must have gotten that from him, but I got it from her because she doesn't have any better direction yeah. than I do. Your grandpa's so. just wandering around France, going, Sarge, hey, Sergeant, hey, America, can I get a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I went up a couple weeks ago. I got Harry in the car. Um, I got a. It was Memorial Day weekend. I think we went up on Sunday just to like drive around the neighborhood. I went to show him the house and yeah, just to sure. like burn time with the kid and just get a little familiar with the neighborhood. And I, I just, I was just driving like aimlessly and I was like, okay, here's the house. Now I'm going to go find the grocery store, the jewel, you know, the closest jewel. All right. Yeah. Now I'm going to go and find the, the nearest wall, like just to find like those. Yeah. Just to find the know, stuff. The, yeah. yeah. And every time I was like, okay, I left, left the Walgreens. Now how do I get back to the house? I have no idea. I can get back from the jewel because I just came from the jewel, but I can't find the house from the Walgreens. So I'm like looking it up in my and I'm like, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know where I am. And then yesterday I went, because we closed on the house on Tuesday. So Wednesday, you know, the house is ours now. So I went in yeah. there. It's empty. We don't have internet, but I use my phone as a hotspot. I was like, I'm going to go into the house and work from the new house today. Get me out of this, you know, the our apartment now is a shit show yeah, with all yeah. the boxes and everything. That'd be fun. And I, we've got a yard, so I'm going to go work out in the outside and we're not like right under the blue line. So it's quiet. Like anyway. Yeah. And for lunch, I'm, I'm going to go walk around. I'm going to go find like the neighborhood bodega, get a sandwich, maybe a six pack of beer. And at the end of the day, have a, you know, crack a beer in my new yard in and your new home. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. Uh, nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> couldn't couldn't find the bodega. Thought I was going one way, went another way. Walked down. I mean, the good thing is, like, that's how I figure where thing figure out where things are. Is I get completely lost, not on purpose. Yeah. Um, but I ended up grabbing lunch at Kilbourne Park, which has a Kilbourne Park Cafe. It's like a permanent food truck, you know. And I got a Chicago dog and a yeah. horchata from there, you know, and sat in the park and ate. And that was kind of my mission was just like I just want to go get something from the neighborhood it's just fine yeah it was the thing you wanted to do but my god man I I still couldn't tell you like really how to get there like I know I just go up Milwaukee I just go northwest of Milwaukee dude dude I just want to give you okay because Dana and I didn't live that far from where you guys live now I mean where you're moving from no you're like when we, yeah we, you're on I'm, I'm on I'm on yeah, uh, d- you have north, to understand you're on yeah. Every time I came to your house, I had to use G- I had to use GPS. Yeah, you are worse I, than I am. Let's put it this way: when I first moved to Chicago, you know, the legendary, I lived in my truck for four months. Um, <laughs> that was how I discovered Chicago. Is I literally because this was before cell phones, yeah, or at least before I had a cell phone. 
certainly before GPS was uh, available, unless it was like TomTom Tom or Garmin or some bullshit like that. No, I it, think that what year did you move to like Chicago? Eight, it's like 89. Oh, like 89. That, so I don't think, yeah, no. I don't think, I, it's, it's hard I to I was not available to the public but then. I, I literally was living in my truck and I would just drive. I would mm-hmm. drive for, you know, a couple of hours and then see if I could find my way back, which mm-hmm. inevitably I never did never. <laughs> because I was in my car. I could just park someplace and figure it out the next morning. Right. Um, you know, it reminds me, when you told me that story, it reminds me of my, because my mom has just as bad a direction as I do. One of my favorite stories, uh, this was, uh, I can't even remember, this is years ago, but it's a Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, we had all our food, but mom didn't make any desserts. There was no desserts. Mm-hmm. My dad really wanted a pie. So mom said, let's just hop in a car and go to Mitchell's. And Mitchell's, we used to, when I was a kid, we'd go to Mitchell's all the time, right? And, yeah. and I had an idea of where it's at. She said, I said, great, let's go to Mitchell's. So mom and I hop in a car and we start driving. And we're, it's, Wich, it's Wichita, Kansas. It's not mm-hmm. like it's fucking, you know, the metropolitan area of L.A. Camp, County. This is not a big area. And we're driving and we're driving. We're talking and laughing. We're laughing and we're talking. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it's been, it's been 40 minutes we've been on the road. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, where the fuck are we? Where's the Mitchells? Well, it's, on, it's, it's right here on this road. I went, we've been driving for 40 minutes, Mom. Yeah. Did we pass it? She goes, I don't think so. <laughs> The two of us drove around for almost two hours oh my God. looking for this goddamn Mitchells. I, 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 and it's not even like there's only one. There's like three Mitchells. We didn't, the, the, the odds of us not hitting one of them at some point were astronomical. believable. We start laughing because we have no fucking idea. And, and, and it didn't even occur to us to stop and ask somebody. Yeah. Until she almost ran out of gas, and we had to stop at a gas station. So I went into the gas station. They said, yeah, where's the fucking Mitchells? He goes, yeah, it's around the corner, just down the street. Great. So oh we got our God. pies, but my dad was furious because, it, you know, we were gone. It should have been about a 10-minute drive and, you know, right. 10 minutes back. And we were gone for, you know, ostensibly two and a half hours. He was like, what the fuck? That's so funny. Yeah, my- <laughs> and it's because we can't find her. We just don't have any sense of direction. When I was first learning to drive in Chicago's south suburbs, which, by the way... I still do not know my way around where I grew up. Oh, I couldn't. Fuck, I mean, I like, I can find, around. like, my immediate neighborhood, but, like, I could, couldn't tell you. Um, so my, my parents have really good sense of direction. My grandparents, who I grew up next to, had a really good sense of direction. And I can remember them, like, giving me directions to go somewhere for whatever. And I can remember my dad saying, okay, head down governors, then turn uh, east, and then you want to go north for this. And I'm like, wait, what? What is turning uh-huh. east? Because this is before cars had, we didn't have a compass in the car. Yeah, yeah. Like there now, was no compass, I have an electric was, yeah, compass, yeah, yeah. and it's just in the dash, whatever. How the fuck did people find their way? The Oregon well, Trail, no wonder they died of all no fucking shit. dysentery. But I said, Dad, I don't know which, like, what is east? Tell me left or right. And he goes, David, east is where the lake is. And I go, Dad, we are in Flossmoor, Illinois. There is no lake. It's not like we're not, we're not in the city of Chicago. That's fair. Like, that's it's, you know, and, you know, and, and people do that. They do that. Like even if you're like in fucking, uh, you know, yeah, Waukegan. Yeah. The, well, even Waukegan is close enough to the yeah. lake. But yeah, yes, they use it. Like it's the lake. Like you can see it. Like in like Chicago indi- now, I can kind of innate- I can figure it out because you can see like where the buildings end. You know, in most you look like ah, uh, kind of, kind, kind if you of. Can find it's, a skyline. Well, like you Las know. Vegas, I had trouble too because Las Vegas. The strip divides east and west. Yeah. And I could always yeah. tell like which side of the town I was on just because I could I could just tell. Yeah. And the well, Luxor you know- is south and Stratosphere is north. 
Yeah. One time I was heading, I don't remember where I was going and it was, it was like probably fall or winter and it was like five, maybe four in the afternoon. So it was like, it wasn't totally dark, but it was getting dark. And I was heading somewhere out west that probably now is completely built up, all oh, subdivisions sure yeah. and the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I was heading out, there wasn't a whole lot. And this is before I had a cell phone and before mm-hmm. I had, of course, the maps, GPS, anything like that. And I got so twisted and turned around, missed whatever street I was looking for. I ended up like in literally in the fuck the road ended and I was in the fucking yeah. desert off-roading in go. my 1999 Volkswagen Golf and I could not yeah. find a fucking street. To- I was so See, like stranded in the fucking desert. It's going to make you laugh and I don't know if this is my age or the location or the desert or what, but I don't have any problem getting lost in Las Vegas. Hmm. I don't. I mean, you know, it, 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 to the point where I, at a certain point, I don't even, I mean, I, I still use my GPS for most things, but I don't really need it anymore. Because mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I mean, I well, one of the things like the stratosphere, it's about a quarter mile from our house. So when I, wherever I'm at, all I have to do is find the stratosphere and I know where home is. Yeah. I know basically the direction of home. But I don't get lost here like I did in Chicago. Chicago, I got lost fucking walking places. And people would Christ, tell, man. I remember we were going to, we, we were going to that radio show with um, Justin Kaufman. We were going to Kaufman's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to and Tribune Tower. Yeah. I don't, you got completely turned around parking oh, somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, where are you? And you were like walking west, like. Oh, I was so fucking lost. I could, I remember that. I was on Clark Street. No, I, I didn't drive. I took the, I took the blue line. Oh, that's what it was. Got yeah. off, got off somewhere. I don't even know where I fucking got off. Got completely turned around. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a grid. It shouldn't be hard. Right. I could not fucking find. I was I was so pissed. I was so lost. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you were twisted up about it. But yeah, that's the thing. Like people say, well, Chicago's easy. It's a grid with like three diagonals that will fuck you up. You got Elston, Milwaukee, yeah. and Clybourne. Is that the yeah? Yeah, that's like it. Otherwise, it is straight up and down. It's well, it's the same grid as Paris. It's not hard to find your way around Paris. It's just not hard. But for some reason. Chicago, well, I mean, most of the time, like, but for some reason, Vegas, which, you know, you got the spaghetti bowl out, you got all this kind of weird whack. For some reason, it just does not mystify me like uh, Chicago oh, or, I guess, Kansas. Man, I just, I could not, I just, I got, look, I'll figure it out. I mean, like, I will oh, yeah. figure out the neighborhood and it's, and then I'll know another part of Chicago because I know my way around Lakeview now because I live there. I know my way around yeah. Bucktown Wicker Park because I lived here. You know, I've worked in South Loop. I know that, like... I'm learning these places, but I have to live there yeah. for a while or work there for a while. I, I'm just in, like, you and I are probably the most directionally challenged morons yeah. in all of human history. I, I, yeah, I'm damn close. I, I think, you know, other than my grandpa and, uh, you know. I mean, thank God that, like, World War II. every, I every, love every GPS, continent man. has been discovered because if it was I up love to us and maps. With iOS 15, maps is even going to include like pictures of the sky, of the of the crosswalks. I mean, they are they are getting right there. That's just designed for me. Now, the thing that makes me sad is, even though I'm directionally challenged, I can read an atlas. I can get I out a map and I can atlases. read a map, yep. like an actual map or an actual mm-hmm. atlas. I can do that. That's how when I used to take long distance, yep. you know, thirty hour road trips, yep. you you get out the and atlas, you map and it you off, your, and you yep. your route. Yep. That's what you do. So it's not like I'm incapable of that. It makes me wonder about like my nephew Sean because he's never mm-hmm. driven without GPS. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. So I'm, you know, I'm sure he he's capable of it, but I imagine it's probably as alien to him as like, hey, yeah, could you uh, put this tape in the VCR? Huh? Yeah. 
what you know or could you rewind this uh, cassette tape with this pencil what are you talking about yeah. it's like okay i get it i get katie's it katie's the same so way speaking- though katie does that too like she everything goes into the map even i mean if she knows where yeah, she's yeah. going like familiar enough like she won't do it but yeah Sure. If, for the most if part, she's going just, like more than a mile away, she just automatically puts in the map, and I'm like, "That's what I do." All right, yeah. that's how I do. See, I man, try I not to do that because I, I want to learn, but get rid of your phone. Well, but I'm not stupid. I'm not going to look. Look, man, I've got <laughs> I've got a radio on the sailboat and and PFDs. I hope to never have to use them to call the Coast Guard or to float, you know. But I have them just in case yeah. shit goes wrong. I have my phone with yeah. Google Maps on it. Just in case just shit in goes case. wrong. So you use Google Maps. Yeah, Dana I, loves Google Maps. I've never, I've never Google liked uh, Apple Maps. I like Apple Maps, and Apple Maps is just getting better and better and better. I think when and I started, when I first got an iPhone, yeah. is it wasn't very good. So oh, I the, just like got oh yeah used they, to Google. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. The, the the Apple Maps when they started were sucky, and uh, now they are um, quite good. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't used anything but it, and, and it's I, I mean, I love the fact that it lets me know. Like when I'm, you know, because that's the thing about Vegas is it's wide open, but once in a while you get some bottleneck traffic mm-hmm. on I-15 or something, it it lines it up. When you're driving, you can see, oh, yeah. there's a red zone yep. coming up here. Means we we got to slow down. I love that it's like letting me know, like in real time, when there's traffic accidents, if there's mm-hmm. an alternate route. Another thing that drives Dana crazy is when it does a reroute. Mm. I will follow it. I will follow it. And sometimes it doesn't take me exactly. Uh, right. It takes a little bit longer than it needs. You know, it's a little like, all right, fuck you, Siri. Waze is really you're good, gonna, too. That's a good app for. I've heard, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. That's a good yeah. One. yeah. So you were talking about going going back to the analog. There's two things. Here's my, my segue, the analog. You're talking about how you like the analog and the maps and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you need a shoebox. <laughs> sands my turd. Because you're, what are you doing with your photographs? So I have a lot of photographs, and like, what's a lot? Like, give me, give me, what, what would you say a lot of photographs are? I have that you haven't put in your phone that you haven't actually like scanned and put in digital. I've form? scanned a lot of them, um, but I've got photographs from well, high school. No, before that, I'd say from 1990 to today. Wow, holy shit. Yeah. And I have like photographs that were that I've got from like my mom and my grandparents that are like from before I was born, you know, that I just cuz I I like to keep records of things. I like to have this tangible so, yeah. stuff. Like I should I should have That's been a so conservationist. Funny to me because yeah, cuz Dana Dana's got it at her dad's house. She's got like uh these old suitcases just filled with nothing but photographs. Mm-hmm. And you know, I see that and I think, wow, I I even like my if I look uh, how far back is my Apple because all my all my photographs everything that I have that's I don't have almost any maybe a couple like hard photographs like actual physical photographs it's all been scanned and I think that is I think my library only goes as far back as well one of the years I think it's 2012 2012 oh, wow is the that's you know I mean. You know, and it's and it's well, it's one of the you know, it's not a joke, it's a, the truth, but it's one of the things that I, I always say is like I don't have a single picture of my first wife. I don't have a single picture of my second mm. wife. I don't have a single picture of Alice Kim. I don't have anything. I mean, not digitally, nothing. They're gone. Oh, I got you know? all that shit. See, I know, and you live, you kind of fucking live in that 
that so so how what is that experience if you're going so why first of all why are you going through you just getting rid of them yeah just you know because as you move like now's a good time to pare down throw shit away you know just go through everything while you're pulling it all out anyhow so katie's first task for me and katie knows this about me that i i'm not a hoarder but i but I keep shit because I like record of it. You know, who knows when, like, I love going through my, my grandfather's, like, I've got, when he died, I started going through all his old stuff, and there's, like, report cards from his, when he was in first grade. And that is just yeah. really, really cool to me. You read the piece that, that that got published in the Desert Companion here, right? My grandfather's box? I don't. I thought I sent that to you. I think so. Yeah, it's basic, basically, my mom uh, found this this wooden box and it's a really nice old 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 wooden box of my grandpa's and it's got his his world war ii medals Mm. it's got his it's got like it's got like his report cards it's got some uh stuff from when he you know like his uh reviews from when he worked at the oil rig and it's like when we moved to vegas we couldn't find it i mean i knew i packed it Mm -hmm. and we couldn't find it and i thought i'd lost this fucking one because i don't that's the thing is you you've got a whole bunch of shit you keep i don't keep a lot of shit but the shit that i do keep is like okay this is inviolable this is sacred right i was devastated and she ended up finding it like in the last box that was open she found it Mm -hmm. and it was like oh fucking a so yeah i ended up writing a piece about that and they they put it in the Mm -hmm. the npr magazine here so uh but yeah but that's what i know exactly what you're talking about like some of that old some of that old stuff is really valuable i just don't have a lot of it because i get rid of it really fast Well, it's just and it's really cool because it you can find like i found letters from my great grandmother um that she wrote to let's see how did it go my great no i'm sorry a letter from my great great grandmother i think to my great grandmother, like the in-laws, like her daughter, her soon-to-be daughter-in-laws, parents, like just oh, like wow. our kids are getting wow. married. Like that's that's just it. Just shows like what kind of that's... person this, you know, or what what things were like back then. It gives and you a, win- uh, it gives it gives you a window, you a window yeah. into your own personal your own personal history. Yeah, yeah and sure. I think that that's really cool. And I, you know, I, I keep a lot of that stuff of mine because maybe someday Harry will want to go through it, or my grandkids will want to go through it, or the great great grandkids, or Maybe somehow I'll strike it real big and famous, and they'll make me a library, and they'll need my shit. That's not going to happen. But you know, like, I, yeah, you never. I don't know. know. You never and know. you know, especially I, I was this way before, but especially when I wrote, was writing the the camp book. If not for the camp keeping records, all the shit that I kept, all the shit that everybody else kept, like I couldn't have written the book. All those photos, even if I didn't use them in the book, they helped tell the story. Like, oh, this was. There was a totem pole here, but this other person said it was here. But I'm looking at the photographs. So, okay, were there two totem poles? Like, I need to go and figure this out. Like, it tells, there's pieces of a story. It tells a story. There's a story that, yeah, yeah. And you're not relying on your own memory right. because memories. Memories. Yeah. Well, Dana and I were about this. It was like, so, there's, well, that's the thing is, and, you know, we've talked about the science of, of memory mm-hmm. and how the more you tell a story, the, the more it changes in your brain. Yeah. But we were talking about this the other day, Kelly Finwick. He's got a new boyfriend and was like, oh, tell the story about when you shit your pants playing the trumpet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, I haven't told that a long time. And I told the story and I realized in telling that story that maybe maybe some of that stuff is not quite what happened in terms of the way I remember it. But I've told that story beat for beat exactly the way I've told it. I've t- I told that story to Adam almost word for word the way I told it uh 
you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Because there are certain stories I have told, they're so rote, they're so, the, the, the Snoopy, you know, when I was dancing and I got the nail in me and I bled all over the kids. <laughs> That story is like beat for beat. It's the same story every single time. And it's like, okay, so certain stories. But then there are other stories. Like I'm writing the casino book right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that it, I have an imperfect memory of a lot of it, which is why at the beginning of the book, uh, one of my disclaimers at the top is, you know, they say that 70, 70% of Vegas is the truth and 30% is neon and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Same for this book. Yeah. Seventy percent is true and thirty percent is bullshit, but I'm not going to tell you which which is which. Yeah. And then I just go into it, and I'm not actively making anything up. So far, so far, the only, the worst I've done is sort of kind of aggregated, like you know, like I'm, when I'm talking about the security officers I work with, instead of naming everyone, I picked one who's my friend. You composite, and then I just. I just can yeah. yeah, I did that. That's the most I've done. But I haven't like just made shit up. But and that's so... and that's okay too, because that's for the ease of the reader. You know, like the, yeah, the point yeah. is to get the the themes across. You know, you want to get your themes across. And if you yeah. have, you know, six different security guards, just put them in it, that's harder it's, to follow. It's well, it's just too much and yeah, it's too much information for a brain to take. So anyway, I, I, yeah. I'm really actually really interested. So you're going through all your photos, you're culling through. Yeah. Is there a theme on the ones you're getting rid of versus the ones you're keeping? Is there like and and how is how is that process going for you in terms of nostalgia? I mean, is it because you're you already kind of live in the boy? I wish I was still 20 and in college getting drunk. Yeah. So I'm wondering how much <laughs> yeah. of this is bringing up your past and making you pine for your days gone by kind of thing versus, you know, I can get rid of this photo because I don't care anymore. I mean, I've, I've always pined for days gone by. When I was 13, I was pining for fifth grade. You know, like, this is nothing new here. This is not like a midlife crisis. Yeah. It's just... Well, no, that's, no, it's, that's a fundamental difference between you and I. Yeah. I mean, if they, they're, you know, there are a lot of similarities and a lot of things, but that, that I'd say, is one of the bigger sort of differences is that you tend to look at the good old days and I'm always shooting for the future. I, I, I almost don't well, want to, ex- it's like, I'll remember that the past happened, but I'd rather just focus on tomorrow. And that's, I think that I operate in this, this balance or walk the, the, the line between, I kind of ignore the present and I'm focused. All right. The past gave me this. How can I use this to better the future? And I kind of ignore oh, yeah, what's happening yeah. here. All right. That works. Which is yeah, where a lot of I'm my, that's why the, my neuroses come from because I'm not like being mm-hmm. present, you know. Your anxiety, yeah. yeah. Your anxiety is that you're 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 kind of predicting the future without knowing. Yeah, it. yeah. I get um, that. And because I'm, I'm always trying to write the future as as a writer, like I'm trying to script it out, and if it doesn't go as I wanted it to, based on you know what I knew had happened, yeah, it's a very yeah. simple but complicated way of an exhausting way of operating. Um, so, but I so what's I what's what have you noticed in terms of your themes? Well, yeah, that's the, what the pictures. By. First of all, Katie ended up having to go through them because I, I wasn't going to throw anything away. <laughs> the only thing we were we were throwing away was duplicates. Okay, that's a good. So start. Katie's like, fine. Don't if you can't keep it all in one shoebox, then just get rid of the duplicates. And I said that is fair. How big's the box? Um, well, I've got. They're eventually going photos? to make their way into a an album book, so it's not like just boxes of shit laying around. Like, well, so we're we're not so we're not talking like thousands of photos. We're talking maybe hundreds. It's hundreds, yeah. 
Okay, all right, that's reasonable. Yeah, so so, so, so I don't think you're, all right, then you're not, you're not, I mean, but it's it's a lot of photos, you know, because we took fewer photos back in the day because cameras weren't always on us. Like, you know, it was more like special events and big moments and things like that when you were ready with the camera. That said, there's a lot of fucking dumbass, you know, I just always carried a camera with me, especially in college. I just, I had those disposable cameras at at the ready at all times. Um, But I've got a full shoebox. I have them down to two full shoe boxes. And is there anything else around here? I've got them in two full shoe boxes and then there's some albums that I have things into. So there's there's a lot. Um but as I was going through, it's I, I'm impressed with how many different like good friends I've had over the years that like at the time meant so much and they meant everything and then i haven't seen them in 20 years i might yeah. be facebook friends with them you know like it's just it's watching like life in the present it's just this yeah. is what matters right now this you know that right, sophomore well, just, year in college or that summer as a counselor at camp or in high school you know like i would have taken a bullet yeah. for all of my high school friends and you know now yeah, it's you like don't even remember them. Eh, i don't even talk to them i just <laughs> I just sent you, um, I discovered an app, uh, it's called Reface, mm-hmm. and I, I just sent you the kind of pictures I want you to have of me, you know, <laughs> after I'm gone, um, this is, uh, take a look, take a look at what I just, I just, I just, that's the kind of picture of me I want you to have. Let's see here, you texted it to me? Yeah. Let's pull up my text messages. What? <laughs> What the fuck? Is that... That's as me the, as a statue. Is that you as Neptune? I guess. I don't know what it was, but I just thought that you could put your face on statues. I've got a whole <laughs> a Marvel thing where I'm every Marvel character, and the only one that made me go, huh, is me as Black Panther. That's a little, that's a little problematic, you know Well, okay, I mean? so to that point, why don't we take... Instead of getting rid of all those racist statues, let's just put... Obama's face. That's what I'm saying. Like, do a put, reface. Put Obama's face do a reface. On, on the General Lee it's, statues. I'm telling yeah. you, dude. I am telling you. This, these, I. This is like my latest favorite thing. Um, here is me as Captain America. Hold on. Let me. Sh- I'm going to send it to you. This is me as. Uh, and, and, and the thing I think is so funny is it's definitely my face, but because it's on a so different weird. body, it has different hair. It's like it is just like oh, does that is that really what I look like? That's with different hair and everything. It? Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that nuts? You realize it's that this really, app, like this is, this is how the this how, is the, how the Russians shit. get you. I'm telling you, this is some scary shit. But what I'm saying is, from now on, all pictures that you have in your shoebox of yeah. me have to be me as a reface on something that's else. Because I think that's you know that's just a, a good that way. It, it's a moment. As your friend, I will respect those wishes. All right, I, that's all I appreciate. But yeah, it's just, you know, the, the passing of time, because I still, like, I don't know what age, I remember having a conversation with my grandmother, with Nani, when she was 94, it was toward the end of her life, she was like 93, 94, and she said something, oh yeah, because she was not feeling well, so she must have been 94, and she was like, you know, I don't feel, in my brain, I don't feel old. I feel like I'm still 20-something, but my yeah, body yeah. Doesn't, doesn't agree with that. So, and I, you know, that sounds yeah, about I mean, right. that's, that's a pretty common feeling. 
I think that's that's how I feel. I feel like I'm. I actually feel like I'm like 13. Yeah, I still feel that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, somewhere between. I'm either like 13 or 20. Maybe 25. Yeah, but I know so much more shit. I've fucked up so many more times right. that has that has translated itself in some sort of backwards wisdom, or maybe not, just exhaustion. But whatever it is, it's, yeah, I'm like 13. Well, it's like, what's the, it's like, it's one of those whack-ass science fiction fantasies. If you could go back time and, and suddenly inhabit your body yeah. when you were 13, uh-huh. but with all your memories of now, love that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, well, I mean, that's kind of what it feels like every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. to me. It's like, I'm kind of 13, but I know so much other shit, so I know things not to do. But you're and, not in a 13-year-old's body. You know, no, in jun- not in at all. In junior high, Holy trying fuck. to kiss Amy Coyne. You know, that's what I was trying to do Yeah, at 13. there you go. Exactly, yeah. Um, although yeah. now, like, if, thir- if, I, th- <laughs> if 42-year-old David got put in 13-year-old David's body at a, at a bar mitzvah trying to kiss Amy Coyne, yeah. that... Would that be pedophilia? Because it would feel like pedophilia. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. See, what I would be, what I would be doing is, I would be, I would be stealing, I would be stealing a, a, a urinal cake from Silver Dollar City, and I, I'd like to believe, if I were in my body at thirteen, I could say, you know what? Maybe not the, the urinal yeah. cake. Maybe not. Maybe don't do that because it's going to burn your. It's going to you put it in your pocket and it's going to burn your life. I was, so maybe I was not stealing that. a lot of hood ornaments off cars. That was when cars had hood ornament hood ornaments. So I was. Ripping yeah, those yeah. off, but yeah, I don't know. Whatever happened to hood ornaments? Why did they get I rid think, of those? I think those because I, cool. I stole them all, and the car makers are like, all "Maybe right, that's what this it was." Himmel kid's not going to stop. Himmel, <laughs> yeah, the fucking Himmel yeah, kid stealing all this shit. What's well, funny? Reminds what's me funny I, about that though is I did that when I was like eighth grade, so like 12, 13, 14 years old, whatever. And yeah. I think I was a junior in high school, and I was downstairs. It was years later. I was downstairs on the couch watching TV. It was. Thursday night, it was must-see TV. I was watching with my dad. My mom comes down with... I had a, two Crown Royal bags. I don't know where the hell I got my hands on empty bags of Crown... You know, those velvety bags. Yeah, but those bags were... You You could get those purple bags from anywhere. Yeah, I, and I, I, I don't know, but I, I had a bags full of... I had all of kinds of shit in those bags. ornaments, Chrysler ornaments, Cadillacs. The gold Cadillac ones were like... Oh, yeah, the nice ones, yeah. And I just kept them in this bag in my top drawer of my room. My mom comes down, and she was like, David Isaac Himmel... What is this? Da-da-da. And I was like, what? Where did you find those? In your drawer. Bah, bah, bah. And I'm like, well, what are you go- doing going through my shit, first of all? Isn't that... See, that, the <laughs> thing is... Isn't that... The, but the, the thing is, that is like the shittiest response. It's typical. It's what everybody does. Instead of fessing up to your crime, your first reaction is what everybody's first is. What are you doing in my stuff? Instead of just going, yeah, I, yeah all right, I fucked up. Yeah, when I was well, a kid, I stole these things. You you attack her for going through your shit. She's your mom. It's her house. She can go through. She your can. Shit. You have no rights. You're, you're right. You have no rights. You're a you're child. Right. But that was not something my parents. Maybe they. I should ask my parents if they ever like they went through my all journals the time. and stuff. They were, like it, I, all through all of your your brothers. They were all through your shit. You know they were. They're probably monitoring this right now. Well, my mom does listen, so there is that. Yeah. See, she knows. She knows exactly what's going but I just, on. I, I kind of laughed at it. I was like, look, if you want to ground me for it, fine. I, that was like five years ago, but I'll, I'll take the punishment, but can you get it over with? Because Friends is almost back on, and I, this is before the season sucks, so I'd like to watch this episode. <laughs> the one other thing, the one other thing that I, that like stuck with me as I was going through the photos, other than like the normal nostalgia, you know, and you're like, sure. wow, I remember f- feeling that way, and Whoa, I was so sure of things. You know, all that normal shit that people go through. Yeah. But the one thing that really stuck out to me was that 
the only haircut that I ever really liked was between <laughs> was between 1999 and 2001. Like, it, and I look back at it now, like, is it the best haircut? No, but I mean, it was like spiky and I had, you know, short and frosted tips yeah. and the whole thing. But it was the only haircut at the time that I was like, yes, I am comfortable and confident in this haircut and the way that this, the head of... Your hair always looks good. I have not been comfortable and confident with my hair. I've never seen you with what I thought. <laughs> I've never thought you ever had a bad haircut. I, I appreciate You always have pretty good hair. I appreciate hair. that. And I, I haven't. My haircuts are great. My haircuts are f- great. I mean, like my haircuts are fine. Like I'm, they're fine. But yeah. I've just never. So why don't why don't you go back to that haircut then? If that was your favorite haircut, why don't you? Because go back it's to that very 1999 to 2001. It looks well. Ooh. If it make see if it makes you feeling better, Dana had a, uh, a modeling gig the other day, and I met the the it was uh, at the Orleans Hotel, and I met the guy, and apparently his reaction to meeting me was that he told Dana, he's like, oh, your husband, he's so fifties, huh? Okay. And and I and I looked at it and I said, I, I mean, I don't take that as an insult, but I'm not. That's just not how I see myself. Well, I've got black horn rim glasses. I've got sort of the pompadour hair, and that is my hairstyle. I've kind of got. I always go back to sort of like this '50s yeah. sort of haircut, yeah. and, I've, and I've always liked this '50s sort of haircut. So it's always kind of like that. And so, all right, I guess it's. I, I can see a '50s thing yeah, going on. I, I get that. So I think you should go back to your 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 1990s haircut because if it's the one you felt the most comfortable with, damn the rest of them if they don't get your cool. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll I'm have saying. to think Who about it. Who gives a shit what they think? I will have to think about because it because if you if if it makes you think you look good, then what's the fucking problem? Because then maybe a I'm if a 42 year old man with a 20 year old man's haircut. You know. What's such a thing as a 20-year-old's... I'm wearing... A, apparently, I'm wearing, a, you know, like fucking Arthur Fonzarelli's haircut, and I, I don't even yeah. think about it, so... Maybe I should. I don't know. I'm trying to grow my hair a little bit longer right now, so I kind of want to yeah, see, I can where see that it. goes. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing this week, speaking of being young... um. And the 50s. (laughs) Listen to Olivia Rodrigo's album. Olivia Rodrigo is an 18-year-old Disney actress. Um, The album is called Sour. Oh, I I just read read about this, yeah. Is it good? It is perfect, angsty, uh, you know, sugary pop, teenage angst. It's perfect. It is perfect. And it puts you you right back. You're like, oh, yeah, I fucking feel you, girl. I felt that way. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Like it's it's great it's great stuff yeah nice nice I like that well my first thing even though there's only been one episode released release every Wednesday watch Loki because goddamn have you seen the first episode I have not I will be watching it okay. when we are done recording I'm not say nothing I will give you absolutely no spoilers but what I will say is my there are many things that were my favorite things but my favorite favorite thing about this show is the production designers. Design the time variance authority, like their their whatever. It's not. I don't even know if it's a planet, but their their area, their office. It's like a 1970s version of the future. Mm, okay. Yeah. It is so fucking. I mean, the, I mean, and they nail the 1970s of it. It the clothing. It's phenomenally yeah. fun. And and it and it and it's uh, and like I said, I did not think. I thought I'd like Wandavision. 
I was okay. I thought I would. I thought pretty much. I thought I'd like uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I I was not looking forward to uh, mm-hmm. Loki because I thought, you know, what the fuck are they going to do? Well, I turned out I loved WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I really loved mm-hmm. Captain America and the mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, you know, because of that. And man, I'm fucking jacked up about Loki. This is really fun. It's setting things up for the next wave of mm-hmm. Marvel movies. And it's like I wrote, maybe in, maybe the MCU is the Soma that Huxley wrote about <laughs> in Brave yeah. New World. But if it is, I'm okay with it because I love that shit. Yeah, I've, my, so. my second thing is also watch Loki, which I'll be doing after this recording. Um, Outstanding. I, yeah, I, I'm the same as you. I haven't been as excited about it. I've been preoccupied with the move and works, but... but um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... I'm I'm very excited because I, it it, it feels like again not having seen it, but what I've gathered from it is like, this is just going to be a bunch of weird shit that's going to, like oh this is going to be this is this is the setup for everything they started with Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, they moved into whole, the whole multiverse, which thing. is what this is, this which is a little and like what and, WandaVision and I'll tell was, you what, which is what made WandaVision so yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of WandaVision that, that kind of leads you to this, takes you much more directly into it. And what I will tell you is, one of the things that I think is really, it's really good when you find um, a chemistry. And I don't care if it, it, I don't care if it's between two women or two men, you know. I, it, but the same sex mm-hmm. chemistry that just works, that just it, it just just yeah. clicks. And I'm telling you, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. It's like they've been doing this their whole life. It's like they were buddies when they were kids. Yeah. They just that chemistry between the two of them is just perfect. Nice. And and I could watch I could watch the two of them do anything because they're just you could see it. Well, that's what I liked about uh, Sebastian and, Shaw and, uh, and, Mackie, and Mackie yeah. is that they're, they're yeah they've just got a really really good mm-hmm. chemistry. Um, that really, really yeah. works, and and so yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't watched it. I can't wait to watch It'll it be, more often. I might recommend it every fucking week. That's right. That's what it was. That it's I on, think Winter Soldier I and really, WandaVision. I think I did. That. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I fucking. It's just like it's super. I'm excited good. It's to super see good. Owen right, Wilson so, because the only thing I've seen him in lately has been oh, the voice so of the Cars characters because we've been watching a lot of Pixar. Yeah, in this house, you've been yeah. watching us. You're gonna really like yeah. him in this. He's super good. All right, uh, my second thing. This was uh, this got deleted from the David Drunk episode. <laughs> so God. if you want to listen to that, you will not get to listen to the Drunk episode because David decided to have us delete it. So because email I own my truth, David, I'm owning my truth. Yeah, email him, especially if you work with him at August Jackson. Email Jesus him at David Christ. at literateape.com and tell him that he must put it back online. But stop until that the steal, David. Uh, stop my, the steal. Stop the steal. My second thing is, uh, if you like the John Wick, um, you will love nobody which was made by the John Wick guys and stars Bob Odenkirk as a CIA mm-hmm. auditor that is so fucking is that good. On Amazon? And it's so much fun. Is it on Prime? Uh, no, not yet. What's not yet. On? Not yet. You have to buy it. From, but where, where can I mean, you, you get can, it? You can rent it on... 
You can rent it on uh, okay. Amazon, and you can rent it through iTunes. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's not uh, it's not free yet, but it's fucking good. It's a blast, and one of the best jokes. And I don't I think I'm giving anything away. Is like because he is he's he's a John Wick like killer, yeah. right? And he he the joke is he you don't know what his backstory is, and the way they get the backstory out. Is every time he gets into an altercation with two or three guys, there's one guy left that's almost mm-hmm. dying. And so he starts telling the guy while the guy's laying there. It's like, you know, yeah, you know, why am I doing this? I'll tell you why I'm doing this. And he starts doing a monologue. And before he's finished, the guy dies. And then he just feels stupid because he was telling a dead guy his life story. But it's a really fun device to get all of his that's backstory. Funny. And get a yeah. joke out repeatedly. It's very funny. It's a great, it's really fun. Super fun. My last thing to do um, is really stupid, but I highly in- encourage it. I think that uh, music, bad music done purposefully is one of the funniest things. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so funny. So I yeah. came across this YouTube channel called Shitty Flute. Holy God! Just, just YouTube sh- shitty, shitty flute. flute. Um, Aha, right. uh, Aha's take on me. Shitty flute is a really good one. Um, they have <laughs> Europe's the final <laughs> countdown. <laughs> oh, I got all right. Shitty flute. It's, I gotta watch shitty flute. It's so stupid. God, but it is so. It. I was playing it today. I was doing the dishes, and Katie was like dealing with Harry. And I had it on my phone. I was playing it. And I'm just cracking up. And she kept running into the kitchen. Going, what is that fucking sound? Oh, my God. Shitty, shitty, shitty flute. flute. It's, rare that, it's rare that you give me a, a thing that I'm literally... Yeah. I've got to find... Oh, they've got Mission oh, yeah. Impossible. Dra- I mean, they've it's, got everything. <laughs> it's like, I think that you told me about oh, the Hollow Notes. Um, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, I get. Yeah, it's I'll, so all right. stupid. It's it's yeah. on there. It's on there. I am subscribing mm-hmm. to Shitty Flute, <laughs> so I will be able to look at these, and I'm sure I will enjoy them. That is that is that is remarkably good. All right, my third thing is a little bit more. Uh, we've 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 gone lowbrow. It's a little more highbrow. Um, I know that not everyone that listens to us likes Quillette. They think Quillette is an alt-right magazine. It is really not in any way, shape, or form. It's, it's definitely, it's probably, if it, if it has an ideology, it's probably more libertarian than anything else. But I find the writing really, really good, and it's really smart uh, stuff. And Tim Hsai, uh wrote a piece called Lived Experiences Aren't Special. Hmm. And basically, you know, it, and it, you know it's sort of the, 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 the new... The new thing um, is that you have to listen to the lived experience of someone, and that this anecdotal this anecdotal is evidence. And basically, this is a really good piece that kind of breaks it down. Why? I mean, like his some is lived experiences as bad statistical reasoning. Retreating to postmodern epistemology doesn't help. Hmm. Um, it's a really well written. It's a very. I mean, that's one of the things I like about Quillette is a lot of the people that write for Quillette are academics, and they are very well written pieces, and they're very well reasoned. And it's just one of those things to kind of take a look at. Anecdotal evidence is not uh, a replacement for fact. 
It's just not. Okay. It's it's a nice it's a nice spice on it, but it's not a replacement for it. And so that would be it's my good and supportive. It's week. good support of the facts. Here's the facts, and here's a yeah. personal story does, that puts it in practice. And if it, yeah. and if it does not support the facts, then it's an outlier. But right. it's not like uh, an example right. of the truth. It's an example of someone's truth, but someone's truth doesn't indicate a larger truth. And that's just something he kind of points out. And I thought it was yeah. pretty interesting. And that's it. That's the show. Have fun. When are you officially moved in? We the movers come on June twenty fourth. So like end of the month, you know, July first. Oh, okay. We will so you, yeah, yeah. Have a new address and yeah, it's exciting. Roll. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will we will we will follow the saga. Hopefully, it's not uh, David doesn't replace Tom Hanks in the Money Pit. <laughs> it's a great movie, though. I wouldn't mind it. It'd be a lot of fun. It's true. I'd love to work with go. Shelley Long. She's awesome. Or was. She's still alive? Probably. 